gadgets. Fox's Brett Larson's among them at the Consumer Electronics Show, and he joins us live. David is the 50th annual show this year, showcasing everything from driverless cars to virtual reality headsets and all the little Internet of things in between. Faraday Futures, a car company started by former Tesla employees, took the cover off their new car, the FF91. The booth was packed with folks trying to get a peek at the powerful electric car that will go from 0 to 60 in under 3 seconds and nearly 400 miles on a charge. There's also talk of privacy at this year's show with more and more devices talking to the internet and storing our information in the cloud we will certainly be hearing about better ways of protecting ourselves in the months to come dave thank you brad on wall street stock futures are up only slightly after that jobs report that came out showing 156,000 new jobs were created in december slightly fewer than expected the unemployment rate inched up as expected to 4.7 percent i'm dave anthony fox news radio Good morning. It is 26 degrees. I'm Allison Demers, 1320 News. Meteorologist Bill Jackwoman says we have morning snow, tapering to snow showers, then ending by mid-morning, becoming partly sunny, highs 30 to 35 degrees, with total snowfall around one-half inch. And we'll listen to his complete forecast coming up after the news. A Naugatuck woman accused of breaking a child's arm at a Waterbury daycare center is now facing new charges. Ed Nelly Moypard is now accused of assaulting a five-year-old boy at Kidstown Daycare in Waterbury last year. Waterbury Deputy Police Chief Fred Spagnolo. At that time, DCF was investigating it. Um, when word came out of the second assault, the parents uh, um, notified police uh, about the incident, and we um, followed through it at that point. It was similar means of, uh, of assault. Uh, in this particular case with the juvenile male where uh, she had grabbed the child by the arm and dragged the child across the room. She was arrested in October after a three-year-old girl's arm was broken. Police say surveillance video showed the 60-year-old Moypard grabbing and yanking the child by the arm. Audio courtesy of Channel 8. The Connecticut Commission on Women, Children, and Seniors is outlining its priorities for the legislative session. Mark Sims reports. The commission will be pushing for passage of paid family and medical leave in Connecticut following last year's unsuccessful efforts to do so. Executive Director Stephen Hernandez says they've looked at ways in which it could be administered. We really thought about how we can perhaps innovate this benefit so that we can look at new ways of managing and administering the benefit so that it remains in the public uh, in the public domain and under public control and government control, but doesn't create uh, new expense. Hernandez says one possibility is through a not-for-profit insurer. The commission also supports expanding an initiative to improve the ability of students to read. This marks Sims, a Connecticut radio Network. Sears is closing more than 40 of its stores in March, and one of them is in Connecticut. These people say it's a shame to see some of these retailers shutting down locations. It's sad. You know, what are you going to do? We don't have control. I worked here for years, a number of years, and I seen the way it was going back then. Meantime, the company announced yesterday that the Sears store at the Enfield Square Mall is among the stores being closed. Sears owns Kmart and announced over 100 store closing in that division as well. One of those stores is in Connecticut, the big Kmart store on Shunpike Road in Cromwell. Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal says he will fight Republican efforts to defund Planned Parenthood. Blumenthal says the movement is at overwhelming odds with the American public. He says the proposal is especially alarming because it's tied to Republican efforts to strip millions of people of their health insurance. He calls the proposal a disgraceful assault on women's health.
Former Hartford Mayor Eddie Perez is asking a judge to dismiss the corruption charges against him. Perez was convicted in 2010 on bribery and extortion charges related to his years as mayor. The convictions were thrown out in 2013, and the state Supreme Court later upheld the order for a new trial. Perez resigned from office after being convicted in 2010, and his lawyers are now asking that his case be dismissed. In high school basketball tonight, Waterbury Career plays at Sacred Heart. That's at 7 p.m., and you can hear the game on 1320 WATR. Let's have a look at the roadways now. Slippery commute this morning, especially on the secondary roads. In your driveways, take it easy this morning. In Cheshire, 691 eastbound, slow exit 2 to exit 5. In Plainville, there was an accident, Route 72 eastbound at exit 2. That is cleared up, but you're still going to see some delays from that. Also in West Hartford, there was an accident, Route 44, both directions at Mountain Road. That has cleared, but still some delays from that as well. Eastbound 84 in Waterbury, about a six-minute delay, exit 23 to 25. Then again in Farmington, 84 eastbound, exit 37 to exit 46. In Torrington, a serious fire closing the road, Route 202, both directions near Litchfield Street. Here's your weather forecast with meteorologist Bill Jackwoman. Our Waterbury area weather, any morning snow tapering to snow showers ending mid-morning becoming partly sunny with a high 30 to 35. Snowfall amounts a quarter inch to three quarters of an inch. Partly cloudy, very cold tonight, 12 to 18 and more clouds with afternoon snow showers or a period of light snow tomorrow 25 to 30. Mostly sunny 25 Sunday and mostly sunny breezy 25 on Monday. This is WATR meteorologist Bill Jackwoman. Thank you, Bill. Right now it's 26 degrees at 10 after 9 and you're up to date. I'm Allison Demers, 1320 News. Allison, I'm having such a nice time speaking to our friend Sherry Maracucci. I guess I've got to give her the next hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because it's her time now. It you know. is. It's time for your palace, your place. So you have a great day and be careful driving home. Thank you. You too. Oh, yeah, I know you're not driving home yet, but when you do. But actually, Sherry said the roads are good. Good. Yes, she's saying she's nodding right now. Great. So with that in mind, thanks so much for everything. Great seeing you again, Grandma Nani. <laughs> you too, Tom. Not, not Grammy, right? When I hear Granny. Not Granny. Yeah, Granny not reminds granny. me of like... You know, on the on the porch with the ding 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 ding. I'm not a granny. <laughs> okay, naughty. <laughs> no, have a good one. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace. Her your first place. show of the new year, ladies and gentlemen. Your palace, your place. Hostess. Produce the director and star, Sherry Marcucci. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that was quite an opening, but thank you and welcome, everybody. If you're listening for the first time, welcome to your palace, your place, where you get a little bit of this and a little bit of that, a little lifestyle, a little entertainment news, sometimes interviews, sometimes a, a food review to speak of, uh, of some of our restaurant partners locally. Well, by the way, the Palace Theater is located in Waterbury, Connecticut, if you're listening on 
online or uh, from uh, afar, uh, just so you know that what where we're talking about. And I'm so happy to always be here, and, and what a great way to start the new year. I have so much to talk about today, and so many um, people that are going to be on the show, some exciting people. Um, I wanted to remind our listeners that, you know, it's January, it's the first week in January, but right around the corner is another one of my favorite holidays. It's Valentine's Day. We're going to be doing some promotions for um, Cinderella, which is our next Webster Broadway series production at the Palace coming in February, February 24th through the 26th. So we're got, we've got some fun things planned for that. And, you know, you might be thinking, oh, what do I get my sweetheart uh, for Valentine's Day? Well, if you're a real Prince Charming, you want to take her to see Cinderella. That would be a great gift. And, of course, some baubles don't hurt. And we'll talk with a uh, one of our guests, two of our guests later today about some beautiful baubles they have. And uh, so, anyway, think about that dinner out at one of our restaurant partners. So put that on your agenda. Check into Cinderella, get some tickets, and then uh, put a whole wonderful Valentine's package together. I do need to say something um, today is a special person's birthday. Um, a special person in my life, some of you know, um, actually it is my my sister-in-law, so my husband's sister's husband, Joe Capello's birthday today. And Joe Didn't listened pretty faithfully to the show. So, Joe, I hope that you understand that the just like the proverbial check, the card's in the mail, but I wanted you to know that. <laughs> That we're thinking of you today and hoping you're doing something wonderful. He's a great guy, and he's also the producer of the um, uh, Nancy Capello. Dr. Nancy Capello is the founder of Are You Dense, as many of you know, and Joe is the producer of their fundraiser annually, the Are You Dense Music Fest, which, by the way, the tickets just went on sale this week. The event is being held again at the Palace in June. Go to the Palace Theater ct.org to uh, check out all the details, get the dates. And they are bringing back, Tom, you missed this last year, but I have to say I've never seen anything like this. So they have this phenomenal headliner that is an Elvis impersonator who sits oh, in the show great. in Vegas, yeah. Justin Shandor. Well, last year watching the show, you would think that people just didn't catch up with the news that Elvis really is no longer in the house. The ladies were swarming the stage, taking the neckerchiefs that he was, you know, uh, wiping his sweat <laughs> off with, and just, you know, they wanted this piece of him. And I was like, <laughs> do they not know this is not the real Elvis? But no, they were having a fabulous time. And in addition to Justin being on the bill as Elvis this year, they're bringing also a gentleman who's in a sit-down uh, engagement of Million Dollar Quartet out in Vegas. And he impersonates Jerry, or he plays, I should say, Jerry Lee Lewis in that in that show. So he's going to be a part of the Are You Dense event this year. And of course, our local favorite, we love Vinny and Gala. So, you know, it's going to be a phenomenal show. So again, check out the Palisaders website to get all the details. A get party. your tickets. Get your tickets now, because I think the word last year um, about the Elvis impersonator uh, really has caught people's imagination. And there was so. a thing between uh, he and Mother Dolores. 
Oh, yes. She liked him, I think. <laughs> That's right, yes. because, of course, you know. She was there. And when she was yeah. uh, uh, an actress, she gave Elvis his first on-screen kiss. So, yeah, that was part of it, too. So, anyway, I wanted to just say happy birthday, Joe Capello. And then, well, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? I guess we want to talk. Um, we're going to talk to our guest right now, who's online, our first guest for the uh, show today, and it's Lauren Yarger. Good, good morning, Lauren. Hi, Sherry. How are you? I'm good. Lauren's um, becoming a regular guest here. Lauren is, oh, she is many things. She's um, a a theater reviewer, a bona fide theater reviewer with all kinds of credentials as part of the uh, Outer Critics Circle and the Drama Desk and League of Professional Theater Women, which she is an organization she co-founded. She's also a writer, a playwright. Lauren, you're just like, what, what do they say, the triple threat kind of person? Well, you know, that's what it takes these days, Sherry. <laughs> well, I try. I'm, I'm so happy to have you here again. And today, you have something interesting. I mentioned that you are a playwright in, in your own uh, right. Um, but you're un- involved in um, this upcoming women's uh, playwright initiative in Ivoryton, Connecticut, which I think is so fascinating. First of all, that there's a place for people to, um, I'm, I'm thinking, to share and network and kind of um, get feedback, but also one specific for women playwrights. Can, can you tell our, our listeners a little bit about that event? Yeah, um, we're quite excited. This is um, actually the thing I co-founded that you that you mentioned is the Connecticut chapter of the League of Professional Theater Women, and we're one of the first official chapters from that group to form. And we are just going gangbusters. We have over 150 women who are connected with our group just in Connecticut, and we haven't even really started. This is just within the first few months of being in operation. So that's it's quite fantastic. Exciting. It's amazing. You, you, you have no idea. There's so much theater in Connecticut and so many women working to produce that theater. Um, it's just been terrific to be able to have a place now to uh, network and get to know who's out there and what they're doing. But part, part of uh, what happened that came out of that was that Ivoryton Playhouse um, decided to do this women's playwright initiative. And so they um, sought out... Uh, one-act plays from female playwrights, and we went through the league to do that. And they received over 183 plays within just a very short period of announcing this initiative. So wow. uh, they were they were kind of overwhelmed, but uh, they, they had a bunch of people who read the plays and uh, selected, I believe it's four or five, I'm sorry, I don't know exactly, but it's something like that that'll be workshopped there um, in February and then readings of these plays will be presented. It's um, the last weekend, March March third and fourth, uh, Friday and and Saturday, and will be the the Connecticut chapter of the league will be presenting a forum with the playwrights prior to the final reading on Saturday, March fourth, and. Uh, talking about the whole idea of women in, in theater and playwriting and what, what some of the challenges are. And um, so it's very exciting. We're, it, we're excited to see that. It, that is exciting. And my, I have a question that um, has just come to me. Are there any um, people who actually got chosen for, to be one of the four or five produced for the, for the workshop um, that are, this is their first piece or um, that, you know, they haven't had anything produced yet? 
I'm not sure. I, I haven't received the names of the, the okay. people who've been selected at this point. I know that they're just starting to go into, I believe next weekend they're having the uh, auditions for actors for those plays. So I, I think an announcement probably is coming. Okay. Well, uh, you know, but, you're yeah. talking about auditions. Is there any opportunity for anybody who might be listening to this who's interested in auditioning? How do you get involved in that process? Uh, you know, go uh, for the, for this particular project. Go to the iRegion Playhouse website. I believe they have the information posted there okay. uh, about these auditions. Yeah, because you know, Waterbury is a great area for all kinds of talent. So I'm thinking um, there might be people listening who say, you know, I'd like to do something like that. I'd like to audition and try out for um, that. And who knows? Maybe a, a brand new great playwright is going to be uncovered and discovered and. Uh, and produced. How exciting would that be? That would be great. Yeah, I think so. In in this area, Connecticut in general, I think, has such a dearth of talent. I don't know if it's just germane to this area, but it seems to me I hear more and more about shows that, you know, start out in Connecticut and end up in New York and end up on tours. And, you know, it, it, we have so such so many talented people in, in, in Connecticut. Yeah, we, we really do. We have we have uh, lots of theaters to begin with, you know, which is kind of interesting for our area. And then a lot of those theaters do produce new works, which is great. And then they do go on from from there often and uh, either tour or a lot of them end up in New York. So uh, we we have a couple coming on Broadway this year, Anastasia from Hartford Stage uh, and uh, Indecent from Yale also is is had an off-Broadway run. I believe that's headed for Broadway this season also. Well, like I said, it's it's a great um for whatever the reason is and perhaps, you know, the the um so many theaters as you mentioned, Lauren. We're talking to Lauren Yarger, um, who is a Connecticut uh theater critic, Connecticut based I should say, and co founder of the um women's uh Connecticut I wanna get this right, the League of the- the chapter of the League of Professional Theater Women. <laughs> That's it. It's a mouthful, but <laughs> it is. And, we, we, yeah. and what's the criterion if someone is listening to this and said, you know, I'd like to be involved in some sort of a, a professional association. I work in theater in some way, shape, or form. How do they go about uh, becoming a member? Yeah, there's two different uh, levels of membership. One is a full membership that's someone who's uh, working in professional theater and has been for some time. Um, I think it's a three-year minimum, you know, someone who's actually established in, in doing that that field. And then there's an associate-type member for someone who may be just starting out, mm-hmm. um, who you know, who doesn't have, you know, years of experience yet, but who wants to be able to be involved in network and, and attend events and that type of thing. Um, if you If you... You know, plug that whole title in "League of Professional Theater Women" in your in your search. It's you can go right to the website, and there's all kinds of information about membership. And um, it doesn't have to be that you're working as a as an actress, even or a director. It can be that you're the um, head of marketing at a theater or something like the Palace. You, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Lauren. You've been talking um, to me a long time about this. <laughs> a little reminder, but you know, it, it you know it doesn't mean that you're on the stage necessarily so mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes and, and making sure that what happens on stage happens also will qualify you 
and that was the League of Professional Theater Women Connecticut chapter. So look for that, Google that if you're listening and interested. Um, it's it's you know anytime you get together with your peers and have a chance to share um, you know ideas and you know the pitfalls as well as the glories. Um, that's just so empowering. And of course, you know, as you're built for someone, actually, you mentioned someone new to the field and they're building a career. Certainly networking is a key to kind of getting ready for either the next opportunity or, you know, knowing your colleagues. And um, so I think any time you can do that is, is really uh, an important uh, piece yeah. to anybody's <laughs> career. It's been fantastic, and I, I mean, I've been working in Connecticut theater for a while, and the thing that I've noticed by being involved myself through this is that I've gotten to know a lot of women working in other theaters in other areas that I never would, I just would never overlap with them any sure. other way. I just, you know, someone ha- has a terrific education program at a theater, perhaps. Yes. I'm, you know, I don't have kids, so I'm, you know, I, I right. young, involved in those programs, so... You know, I, I I don't know what they're doing, but because they came to a, a networking event, I can discover what they're doing and let other people know who do have kids who want to be, you know. So, I mean, it, it really is, um, it's really helpful, definitely. And, and there's just so many wonderful women in Connecticut working in theater. It's just a pleasure to get to know them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, there's so many facets to, you know, the operations of a theater and, you know, how, you know, something goes from somebody's mind to being performed on a stage and and all the in-between to make that happen it's um, most people don't have any idea which you know that's part of the magic I suppose um, but for those who are interested in it as a profession you know and knowing what other opportunities exist is really that's a great great opportunity so um, Lauren before before we have to switch gears and close out your segment here I do want you to talk a little bit about what's upcoming for Connecticut theater in January for our listeners and maybe just a little something from the New York scene okay we have uh, we have a bunch of things actually coming up right in January in Connecticut there you go with <laughs> the busy active <laughs> Connecticut theater scene Um couple of things I'm particularly looking forward to. I, I really am looking forward to Endgame at Long Wharf. That's starring Brian Dennehy. Oh, God. And, a uh, favorite also, of mine. Yeah. Yeah. And, what a great actor. He is a yeah, great so, actor, I think. It, I, I just love his work. Yeah, I saw him in Craft's last tape and also Huey and Love Letters. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what he's doing. Mm-hmm. If you have a chance to see him on stage, it's, it's definitely worth it. Um, even if it is Samuel Beckett. <laughs> 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 I, I say that knowing A little heady, but okay. <laughs> fans are going to, you know, cringe that I don't like him, but it, he's a little odd for me, a little out there, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Brian's on stage, I'm I'm there. I'm willing yes, to go. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> That's have, watching um, a master craftsman. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, we have the Comedy of Errors at Hartford Stage, and that's uh, sort of a, a new modern take on um, a Shakespeare mm-hmm. classic. Um, so I'm looking forward. They're advertising that as having you know uh, singers, dancers, musicians, acrobats. Um, and it's also set in the 1960s, so it's, oh. it's not your typical uh, typical Shakespeare. So I'm I'm looking forward to see what happens with that. Yeah, that sounds interesting. That's all. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. Almost like um, it makes me think. I don't know why of Pippin. 
the way you're um, describing it. You never, yeah, I, you know, a different different kind of a flavor for yes, it. Uh, although so, yeah. not a musical, I mean, perhaps. It's kind, of a, it's kind of one of Shakespeare's fun ones anyway, yes, so, yeah. you know, it, it'll, yeah. it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, and also at Yale, uh, we have uh, Imogen Says Nothing, and this is uh, a a play that takes a character from one of the early versions of Much Ado About Nothing, another Shakespeare getting a modern twist here. And it's still set in Elizabethan times, but it takes that character who basically is introduced in, in the play and, and says nothing. There's she has no lines <laughs> and disappears, you know, from, from the from the play. And so it's it's taking her and developing a story in comedic verse around her. And I think the themes are about, you know, what happens when you silence a person, you know, kind of thing. So yeah. um, it just sounds very interesting and uh, different. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And speaking of different, I'll give you a couple of hits quickly about two different uh, shows in, in on Broadway right okay. now. One is Great. Um, it, in Transit is one. It's an acapella musical. With, um, oh, it's the all, it's the first acapella yes. musical on Broadway. Yes, it's really interesting. It's it's uh, about people in New York you know, daily life in New York and a lot of commuting that goes on during this. And um, it's the music is um, Kristen Anderson Lopez, who wrote the score for Frozen and gave us that lovely song, uh, Let It Go. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, yes. it's, it's got some, some fun music. It's just, it's different again. And uh, mm-hmm. also different is the one that you had asked about, um, mm-hmm. Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Yes. And that's definitely of- different. Um, it's it's a uh, sort of an explosion in the theater. It's um, there is no stage really. There's there's a staging area, mm. but there's seating on the stage. The whole theater has been sort of redone and redesigned for this production. So you can sit actually on the stage, and the actors are right there uh, with you. And then there are platforms that come out into the house. And um, in, they're in the house, and there's stairways that go up to the mezzanine level. So these actors are constantly moving from the stage area into the house and up the stairs and all around. And it's it's just it's sort of interactive theater at its you know most you know on steroids. I mean, really, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I love that though because it's a reimagining of how we experience something, and it's not you know what you expect, and if. That's that's what theater. I think that's what's exciting about theater because it always has the ability to change and and be something different and give you the unexpected. And and of course, in this production that you're talking about, you also have Josh Groban. That's not a hard no thing. No kidding. To, <laughs> so, Lauren, I you know, and I've said this to you before, we could talk all day, but unfortunately, I have to switch gears <laughs> and um, and take a, a break and and have our next uh, guest come on. And I. I just appreciate so much you're taking the time to um, share with our listeners your expertise. You are a, a wealth of knowledge. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your interest. And um, certainly thank you always for supporting what's going on at the Palace Theater in Waterbury. And, um, Definitely. And yes, I will. I'm going to try to get that membership going. Get for that <laughs> application in, Sherry. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Lauren Yarder, thank you so very much. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
We're going to take a very uh, quick break, and then I'm going to bring into studio uh, two wonderful young men entrepreneurs that I can't wait to share with you. So stay tuned. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place. 1320 AM, WHR 931, 25 degrees, a check of the weather coming up. This time and temperature is brought to you by the Savings Bank of Danbury. Get your mortgage done your way at Savings Bank of Danbury. Apply online at sbdanbury.com. Savings Bank of Danbury, equal housing lender. Good morning, Tom. Our low-pressure area is zipping by off to our south of our Waterbury area, and we will see the snow taper to snow showers and end mid-morning, turning partly sunny, low 30, snowfall amounts half-inch to an inch. Partly cloudy, very cold tonight, 12 to 18, and more clouds with afternoon snow showers or a period of snow tomorrow, 25 to 30. Mostly sunny, 25 Sunday, and more sun, breezy weather, 25 on Monday. This is WATR meteorologist Bill Jackwoman. With an aging population and a generation of young adults struggling to achieve financial independence, the burdens and responsibilities of middle-aged Americans are increasing. Nearly half of adults in their 40s and 50s have a parent age 65 or older and are raising a grown child 18 or older. Adults in this so-called sandwich generation are being pulled in many directions. If you feel this responsibility, the Village at East Farms can help with passionate associates and a premier community geared towards accommodating every need expertly. You need not worry about the burden of caring for your loved one. Please contact Randy Bellamare for a tour and experience firsthand the loving care that greets you at the door. Call 203-841-8607. The Village at East Farms, a benchmark living community. Oh my God, we're back, and I'm ex- already excited and talking to our, our next guest in studio this morning. I have the pleasure of having two wonderful, and I say younger men because they are younger to me, um, and there are young uh, entrepreneurs in our community, philanthropists, and just so happy to have Daniel Sanchez and James Murphy, who are here representing Onyx Two Fine Jewelers. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you so much for having us. It's great to be here. Good morning. Uh, Thanks for having uh, us. Well, James and I have become fast friends because, of course, he's worked on some promotions at the Palace with us recently. And I I feel like I've gotten to know James a little. But, Daniel, I haven't gotten to know you as well. So I'm so glad to have you here this morning. And really, I want to start out by talking to you a little bit. And for those of you who, who haven't been to Onyx to Fine Jewelers in Watertown, Connecticut. You must, must go there. First of all, it is not 
your grandmother's jewelry store. And, <laughs> and actually, there's a little pun there because, Daniel, how did you start out in this business? Well, my, my grandmother started the company um, back in 1970, um, and she started selling jewelry door-to-door, actually. Oh, that's so interesting. So um, while she um, kept a full-time job and then eventually raised enough money to open her first little store on South Main Street in downtown Waterbury. Mm-hmm. Um, had one showcase. I remember that, actually. Yeah, it was yes. tiny. Had one showcase. Uh, it was just her one-woman show. Um, but she loves it that way. <laughs> and um, so eventually it grew. Um, and she moved to East Main next to the palace. Yes. And that was our home for years. Um, and uh, it just kept on, on growing and growing. We opened Watertown as a satellite location. Okay. And were you involved at that time? I was always involved. Okay. Yeah. So um, a little kid growing always, up. Yeah. Always involved. Um, there's one client that still comes in to this day, and she loves telling a story about how um, one day she walked into the store, and it was busy, and she heard this little voice say to her, how can I help you? And she turned around, and no one was there. And then she looked behind the case, and there was this little boy, that was me, oh. who couldn't see over the case, oh, but I love still that. wanted to help her. So um, I was always involved in one way or another. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, we opened Watertown, what, 20 years ago now? Okay. Um, and that became a huge success, um, And then when did you kind of take over? Your grandparents are still... They are with us still, With yes, us? Absolutely. Wonderful. Um, I took over um, fully in uh, 2005. Okay. Um, after going to college. Um, now, stop there for a minute, because <laughs> I read your bio. Yes. And... Um, um, I was like, oh, my God. So, uh, uh, you know, finance background, that made sense. Yes. And then I see that you went to law school. I did. I had a brief stint at UConn Law School. Okay. I quickly realized that was not for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> much to the dismay of my grandparents mm-hmm, and parents. Mm-hmm, um, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, so I decided that I was going to leave that. But my grandmother, being a smart businesswoman, put a little clause in the documents when we were doing the, the turnover of the store um, that I had to complete an MBA within five years. Oh, wow. What so, a smart yeah, grandmother. She was pretty, yeah, she's Savvy. pretty every time, we like to mm-hmm. say. So, um, but the jewelry business, I've, I've always loved it, you know. And you learn more from osmosis than you do in a classroom, I think. So that that's very true. It's, I think I think there's a place for both, but absolutely. I think when you're hands on with something and and being a part of something is is a great uh, university. Yeah, and it's and it's great to be able to carry on her her legacy. I bet she must be so proud. Is she listening this morning? Do you think she is? Uh, she is. I told her I'd be on, so okay. she is. And, All right. You know, Go, hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. <laughs> and she definitely um, likes to remind me that. Um, you know, that it was all started by her. Well, you know what? She sounds like, and I, you know, when you talked earlier, Tom, about Allison becoming a grandmother, yes. I, I wanted to say she's not a grandmother or a nanny. She's a glamma. <laughs> and your grandmother sounds like she was probably is a glamma. 100%. Yeah, I love that. 100%. I love that. So I'm going to I'm gonna get back to Daniel in a second, but I don't want to ignore my friend over here, James, who is just smiling with that brilliant <laughs> smile of his and that beautiful hair, and I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for having us. Now, you are the brand manager for Onyx. So, you know, Daniel um, is the finance man and the designer, too. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But as the brand manager, what does that 
what do you do? What does that mean? So for me, that means, you know, I'm not necessarily out there making, designing the jewelry, you know, taking care of daily sales, but I've got those windows. I have our packaging, our social media, our community outreach. So I'm doing, you know, the other half of the business that is just as important and you know, with everything going on right now, it's it's a you have a ton role. of stuff going on, and you have I noticed in your bio uh, a performing arts background. I do, yes. So, and I see that you have such a flair. I mean, your window displays at the store, you know, are the talk of you know uh, Watertown. And I know you sit as the chair on the Watertown's Main Street Committee. Is it? Yeah, we okay. got together revitalized our main. I street. know, and I love downtown Watertown. It's so cute. Yes, and, it is um, quaint, and I love that. And and then we invited you, and our dear friend Lori Green was doing our windows, and you know things changed around, and so we reached out to you um, to say, you know, would you like an opportunity to show some of your flair? And and you did, yes. and and so we have this great display that's coming down soon. If you haven't seen it, I, you had to have seen it, but it's been the Kinky Boots display with those mannequins and the sequins, and and they were the talk of the town. But now we're going to switch over to some. Something yes. exciting, something where dreams come true. Fairy tale, yes. I love it. Dreams love are coming it. true with Onyx too at the Palace Theater. <laughs> it's so exciting. So, so Cinderella is next up, and it'll be very dreamlike. I whimsical. love it. I love it. So. I asked you both here today, not because, not just because I love James and Daniel, I love you now too, because I'm, I know you now, but, um, but because certainly you've been supporters, and I, I want to be serious now for a minute, you've been supporters of the palace. We uh, so appreciate you've gotten involved in our wine dinner. You're on the committee, James, yes. and, um, which is one of our big fundraisers, but you've been doing a lot of philanthropy, uh, long before that, and, and just in the last well, in the next, from December through February, you guys have a lot, have gone, has gone on and coming up. First of all, I want to just say how wonderful your fundraiser, your trunk show in December was that benefited the United Way. Wow. When I read the number, I was like, holy smokes. And I know we, you did one of these with the palace last year and it was successful. And this year's was even more successful. Wow. $12,000 check you gave to the United Way? Yeah. That's wonderful. And so, you know, you talk about your grandmother having started your business. Those seeds of philanthropy had to have been sown when you were a young boy. Yes, she always believed in giving back to the community, and um, she always said that if you want to live in a thriving, beautiful community, then you have to do your part. Mm. You can't just sit back and say, I wish we had this, or I or wish complain. we had that, or mm-hmm. complain that it's mm-hmm. not great. You know, if everyone has, you know, a little bit more of that kind of mentality and just does their part in whatever little way, you know, yeah. it doesn't have to necessarily be a big grand gesture, just little things really add up to create a beautiful community. No, you're so right about that. You know, you're so right. I mean, I, I'm thinking about, you know, if you see litter somewhere and it's it's a piece instead of just ignoring it, pick it up. 
get rid of it, you know, things of that nature. And if we all took that mindset that we're a part of a bigger whole, Mm -hmm. what a great place it would be. So, So you guys are living that. And so the United Way, and now you have coming up in February a great honor from the water through the Waterbury Regional Chamber. You've been um, uh, nominated to receive the Harold Webster Smith Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Yes, that's correct. So when is that happening? Um, so that is February 3rd, um, taking place at 7.45 a.m. at ARIA, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a breakfast, a breakfast uh, event. Yeah. And it's a huge honor. Um, I'm very humbled by that. Um, I, I almost feel like I'm a little too young to be receiving something like that. <laughs> um, but well, it's it's wonderful. Well, I think, you know what, it's, it's whether you were 80 or whether you're 20, I mean, if you have contributed something and you've achieved some things and that's people are recognizing that. I don't think your age is, I think age is irrelevant. And um, you've worked hard and I'm sure. We do, yeah. No, we we believe in rolling up our sleeves and working hard and a recognition like that really um, makes you feel good that people people are recognizing your efforts within the community and and our business efforts. Right, right. So it's wonderful. And you, you, you know, you follow in some great footsteps. I mean, there have been some giants in our local community who have who have preceded you in this award so you know what the saying is to uh whom much is given much is expected so now now you in turn have to kind of bring along the next person behind you so to speak absolutely we hope that um you know it inspires a lot of younger individuals in our community to you know to stay here and to work here and not necessarily feel that they have to leave our area in order to be successful. You can do that here. Yes. Um, so I think there's been that mindset for a while that... You, you know, I was out to dinner last evening with um, um, some ladies, and one of the things we were talking about is that, you know, on a lot of um, committees and boards, you see the same folks and the same folks being asked for contributions. But mm-hmm. and, and I'm thinking that there was a whole generation that somehow got skipped over and now yes. people are starting to say, let's cultivate that, those young people, because we yes. need Absolutely. a succession plan here, folks. Yes, and every committee that I get involved with, my first question is, how are you including the next generation and what are you doing to cultivate that relationship and move your organization and your message forward into the, into the future? And I think that's so important. Absolutely. And I see some of our younger um, members of the community and different organizations doing the same thing, Brian Amaro, um, United Way, and... The Chamber's Why Power. Yeah, oh, Courtney, fits. who yes. I adore, and Why Power. absolutely. And, you know, the, the museum has got a whole cadre of people. I mean, we do at the Palace. Um, so, you know, I think that's so very important. Okay, I want to give, I don't want to, I want to have time to talk about the big St. Mary's Gala yes. coming yes. up, because yes. you are the co-chairs, right? We are. Holy moly. That's, that is huge. It's a I mean, huge honor, absolutely. Yeah, yes. I mean, because there's a lot expected. I mean, this is honor, a this is excited. their major fundraiser for it the is. year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. If when I moved to Connecticut five years ago, if you told me this would be coming up in the next month, I would have never believed it. But <laughs> here we are, full steam ahead, a month away, and it is probably I can confidently say going to be the biggest best gala to date. So. Holy macro! Oh, I, I know, and that those are big shoes to fill because every absolutely. year they seem to up the bar on the event. 
present. Um, They're very focused on that, always raising that bar. Yeah, which is great because if you have an annual event, you have to do something different every year. I mean, otherwise, it's like, ho-hum, been there, done that. Give people an incentive to return year after year. So so let's talk about some of those incentives. First Mm. of all... Well, the uh, the jewelry raffle is always a big yeah. part of, of the yes. evening, and, and sells people out. look forward to that. It's, it was a sellout last year, and um, we expect that it will sell out again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what's this year? It's a twelve carat tennis bracelet. Oh my goodness! Um, so somebody's you know, going home with that. Our philosophy yes. on tennis that bracelets buys a ticket. Are you know? Go big or go home. Yeah. So we're going to do a tennis bracelet. <laughs> Guess you're it's not going to be a big one. That. And it only takes one ticket to win. That's but if it. you want to buy five or ten, go ahead. So. Right. It, it all goes to a Stack great cause. Stack the deck. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. goes to a great cause. So, okay. Um, and, and when's the event, by the way? February? The 4th. The 4th. February okay. 4th. 5.30 okay. to midnight at the Aquaturf. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and so, what are some of the new things that you kind of are bringing to the 4th? So this year we will have a mojito bar. I saw that. And you know what? I've never really been a drinker drinker, but somebody turned me on to mojitos a few years ago. And I'm like, oh, I'm all over those. Yes. We're going to have a Fabulous mojito bar, three different flavors. Oh. We're going to have a Cuban-themed cocktail hour with an authentic Cuban band. Because the theme of the event is... A night in Havana. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, hot and sultry. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> things are heating up it. in Waterbury. Um, a little relief from that cold outside yeah, today. There you go. Chase the chill away. And yeah, So we're continuing on with our uh, mobile bidding for the silent auction. The Aquaturf is enhancing their Wi-Fi this year, so to eliminate any previous issues with that. Um, So that'll be a huge deal. And um, food, food. Yes, we'll have. What kind of food? We're working on the menu for a little, you know, Havana flair yeah, to the cocktail love hour. That. Will there be um, a cigar bar? No. Oh yes, we're <laughs> yesterday. I was hard at work on securing a cigar roller for us. Oh, so yeah, that'll all be part of that mojito bar. So very exciting. Livewire will be our band again. They always get the crowd up and moving. That dance floor is packed from start to finish. And of course, it's. Stim- the local economy because I know the ladies and men like this is an all out you come in your best bib oh, and tucker yes. honey and absolutely <laughs> the hairs to the nails the dress yes. the tucks yeah it's all... we like to joke that it's um, it's the greater Waterbury area senior prom <laughs> everybody how about the golden globes <laughs> the golden globes okay a little everybody yes comes out looking their best and it's a truly amazing night where great funds are raised and with those funds great work is done again within our community. That's right. And are they earmarked for anything in particular? No, the funds are unrestricted so it all goes back into the comfort and care of the people who walk through the doors at St. Mary's. And then you know you see St. Mary's Hospital Foundation all over the community. They're also supporting other events and initiatives and they do great work, the foundation. That's wonderful. Well, the hospital itself is is such a uh, embedded part of our our culture, our, our community. And um, to support it and support it at the level that you gentlemen are, as well as the people who attend. How yes. many people do they expect will be attending? It's over 800. Yes. It's, it's, it's wow. always very, very well attended. Wow, that's a lot it sells, of people. It has sell, sold out year after year for the past several years. So, Okay, now sure. we're... we're um, so, 
and if you snooze, you're gonna you could lose, right? It does sell out. Yes. So, yes. yes. If you're interested in going, I okay. would urge you to get your tickets sooner rather than later. Yes, you can register online at stmhfoundation.org, or you can call the hospital foundation at two zero three seven zero nine six three nine one. And then there's also besides your fabulous raffle, of course, which is an additional purchase. You purchase a raffle yes. ticket, yes. okay? And but there's also a silent auction and bath. Yes, those legendary Yes, yes. I don't want to forget to talk about those. Those those are legendary. And the ladies at St. Mary's who put them together. Bonnie at St. Mary's go above and beyond. Bonnie, Bonnie, I went to high school with. The work they do on those baskets, people go nuts for them. I know, I know. And and the greater community, again, is generous because those Mm -hmm. baskets get created yes. because yeah, merchants are sponsored are, by different merchants, yes. merchants, business people, um, people within the community, even down to the silent auction. It's all of our small local businesses within our area right. who are giving us the in-kind donations. So I think, you know, people need to remember that that night and throughout the year that the, you know, as a small business owner, the small businesses are the people who are supporting the small businesses, the small manufacturers right. supporting these evenings. So, right. so we support, support them support throughout them. the year. Absolutely. It's very important. Absolutely. Well, um, I have been, you know, just thrilled to have you guys here with me. And is there anything else, you know, you would like to um, talk about or impart to our listeners? I know that, you know, certain. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk to you about. I forgot myself. Yes. I wanted to know. I was like, ooh, I love, I like jewelry. I'm maybe not in the same um, echelon as some of your clientele, but I love jewelry. And I, so I said, what, what would I ask them about jewelry? So my question, since you're the designer, mm-hmm. Daniel, is what is trending? What if a woman's building her wardrobe and her jewelry wardrobe specifically, what investment pieces should she have? So I think um, I'll answer what's trending first okay. um, and then get to the, the essentials, as I call them. Um, but I think in terms of what's trending, um, layered necklaces. That's going to be that's going to continue to be huge. Um, so wearing multiple, wearing multiple necklaces of different lengths and okay. starting short and going long. Okay. The lariat necklace also is going to be uh, continuing to be hot. Um, stacking bangles, so okay. arm candy as we call it, okay. will continue to be strong. <laughs> um, the statement earring, obviously, a great pair of earrings. Um, and what what shape? And I, well, you know, I think that really depends on the wearer. Okay. I I really believe in putting a woman in something that makes her look amazing. Okay. So just because let's say a big uh, round shape earring happens to be on trend, if I put someone in that and I feel that it doesn't really suit their face shape or their personality, okay, we'll go with more of a of a linear drop or a pear shape. So okay. I think okay. it's important to consider yourself. Okay. So okay, just, I want to be styled you know, now by so, by you. So what would I be wearing? Well, what today you you're wearing me? great hoops, and I love hoops. I we love, love a hoop. I love a large uh, hoop like you're wearing. I think that's great. Okay. And you're wearing a nice long necklace. Yeah. Um, I love. I think you're great in long necklaces. Okay. But try the lariats. I think that'll look great. All on right. You. Okay. I, I do like that look. We'll look. Right. We'll look okay. really great. And then start layering up. All right. Okay. Um, and in terms of the essentials, um, oh, color. I should mention color. Yes. Color grass green is is the 2017 color of the year. Okay. So you're seeing a lot of beautiful Pantone leafy green. 
And yellow gold, repeat after me, yellow is gold. back. Oh. Yellow gold was huge for holidays. So oh. we're very excited now, by see, that. Now, see, that's where I, see, I've always been a, oh, I've been a silver girl. Right. For, forever. Because mm-hmm. I, I bought into the whole Color Me Beautiful way back when. And right. I'm a winter, so I should wear right. silver. Oh, you'd look great in gold. Yeah, I think you'd look okay. great in gold. All right. Absolutely. Well, I'm getting the high sign. We only have two minutes left. Oh. That doesn't mean we have to stop talking, but it means we only have two minutes left. So All right. <laughs> let's let's talk about, um, we want to reiterate where we can get those tickets to the St. Mary's Gala. Yes. Yeah, you can yes. do that by visiting www.stmhfoundation.org, or you can call the Hospital Foundation directly at 203-709-6391. And if you were just listening, ladies, and you want to be hot and on trend for the gala, you need to be in that color of spring grass, green? Grass, grass green. green. My Beautiful, favorite day of the year is at the store is the night before the gala when everyone comes in with their dress and we start <laughs> suiting them up. And all their jewels. It's oh. so much fun. So swing by, bring your dress, and we'll get you decked for the gala. Oh, how, now that's, oh, this is sounding very Hollywood. Styling, very styling Hollywood. Services. I love it. Red carpet Absolutely. ready. Okay. Well, we've just been chatting with these two delightful young young men, uh, James Murphy and Daniel Sanchez from Onyx Two Fine Jewelers. And I, it's just been a pleasure. They, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about other things you're going to be doing to make this community, this greater Waterbury community, uh, just a th- a thrive again. And by the way, Onyx is located in Watertown, right on Main Street, and easy to find. And uh, all the, I know all the local ladies, though, those ladies you go, wow, you know, she's got it all going on. They're your customers. I know. <laughs> so if you want Perhaps, to be one of those yes. ladies, <laughs> and, and, and just, you know, so people know, you can purchase something that isn't going to break the bank. Absolutely. We have every price range um, represented in our store. So never feel like you can't just walk into the door to say hello and see what we have to offer. Um, it's it's very accessible. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, I want to thank you again for being guests this morning on Your Palace, Your Place. And, thank you for um, having us. Thank you, you know, for having just, us. Just, you're a delight. You're both delightful. Thank you. And at the Palace coming up, just to wrap up, I want to remind you that um, we have our trivia night, which is in two weeks on Thursdays. That is a really fun event. And if you haven't tried it, please do so. You know, call us 203-346-2000 because you do need to reserve a table because it sells out uh, ahead of time. And great, inexpensive night. Stimulate your brain. Meet some new people. You get some pizza and table snacks. It's a really fun night out. And then, of course, we have our upcoming Webster Broadway series, Cinderella, in February. And then our week-long engagement uh, of the Sound of Music in March. And some fun things in between. We have ABBA Mania in uh, February, which is a, a, you know, a, a concert of all things ABBA. Fun, fun, fun. We have the Naked Magicians coming up as well, which that'll be quite interesting. I'm curious to see what they're going to pull out of the hat. And uh, all kinds of fun things, the Led Zeppelin show. So please check out our website, palisaderct.org. And I have to say, this is my last week I'm going to be able to say, stay tuned for your local news and Larry Rifkin coming up next, because Larry Rifkin, as many of you know, is is uh, retiring as as talk show host for Talk of the Town next week. It'll be his last broadcast, but um, he's just an amazing gentleman, and I'm glad I get to 
just even be in a studio and share some of the air he breathes. So, um, Larry, all the best um, to you. I know we'll see you around anyway. And um, do something amazing, something wonderful with someone you love this weekend. We will be back in two weeks. And uh, thank you and for listening to Your Palace, Your Place. Bye-bye. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, Your Palace, Your Place. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place, your palace, your place. Individuals and businesses with tax problems listen carefully. Do